0: Um, so I wanted to talk about this LinkedIn message I got where basically this guy is asking me, he's saying, thanks, Andrew, for connecting. So I see you came to U S for BS and now you're working for air force. Um, so I came to the U S for my bachelor of science. I think that's, that's what that means. And now I work for the air force. I worked in the past for federal government. I was wondering what pathway did you use to enter air force My understanding is that apart from Department of HHS, other agencies do not have pathways for permanent positions. Are you a US citizen now? From your blog slash book, I figured out that you were international slash non-US at that time. Not that I want to join Air Force, but little curious. By the way, your story during your PhD application resonates well with my struggles. Also applying to grad school here, Free food from seminars during PhD and postdoc was awesome. Well, this question was from Devashish Panda, DVM PhD on LinkedIn, and he asked me this question. Well, thank you so much, Devashish, for this question, and I'm sorry that I'm getting back a little bit late. It's been a crazy couple of months because I switched jobs this year. Like, uh, the pandemic has been a crazy time. Uh, I was mainly going in... um, and I switched jobs in November and I'm actually able to work from home and have a bit more flexibility because um, I can do something like this and then work longer in the evening. Um, So that sort of stuff has changed a little bit uh, and I'm finally kind of able to maybe uh, do a few things such as getting back to you on this question. So you asked um, about Yes, I did come to the U.S. uh, to do my Bachelor of Science. Um, uh, Like, I I came to the U.S. for college. So I know a lot of uh, international students, when they do come to the U.S., it might be for a master's or higher. Uh, Less people come for undergrad, so I would say in that sense, yeah, it was a little bit of a unique thing where I finished up high school in India and I came here uh, right after high school. And so... Yes, you're right. I came to the U.S. after high school to do my undergrad, and I actually double majored in physics and chemistry, and double minored in math and music. And it was a crazy time in college. Like I was, I was very excited about all my opportunities that I was gonna get in the U.S. Uh, In college, I knew that that was very different. From in India and that was what excited me a lot that you don't have to pick just one major or one topic you get a breadth of experience um, I, I was uh, never able to really choose physics or chemistry until grad school then I went for physics um, and I knew I could do both and kind of figure it out and then I also wanted to do music so so those were the reasons um, for coming to the U.S. and for sure I uh, I had a very big breath and wholesome college experience and why I'm kind of mentioning this is that's tied to um, how I ended up here today. So I think yeah because I came a little bit younger, a little bit earlier, I started to set up my life in the US a bit more than maybe somebody who is coming later on. So for example, I met uh, my now ex-husband, but I met my husband in college. So I I made friends in college. When you you come over um, as a pretty young person, I guess, and you're open to a lot of new experiences and making new connections and making and learning new things. Because honestly, even at the age of, I don't know, 17, 18, um, you've spent your whole life in a different country up till then. But I was always quite open to uh, learning this new culture and and becoming part of the United States of America in a way uh, where I was also learning to be American. I'm, I'm from India, and that's my origin. But uh, I really embraced. I would say I've embraced the American culture and way of living in in in, in quite a bit of uh, ways. Not that I have discarded my Indian background. That's always going to be there. But uh, I was able to integrate quite a quite a bit in in the U.S. And I never left. So basically, even though I came to do my B.S. and when I was coming, probably I thought that I would go back to India after college was done but you never know what life has in store right like you think you have a plan oh I'm going to the U.S. to do college and then I'll come back but then that's not what ended up happening what ended up happening was that by the time I was in my like junior year I was pretty determined to continue, uh, even higher education in the U.S. and go into the line of research, uh, mainly in physics topics, so I realized that I wanted to, excuse me, I realized I wanted to go to graduate school in physics, and, uh, let me just check if this, yeah, the Google Doc thing is not working, whatever, uh, So I had realized that I wanted to pursue grad school uh, in physics and basically that required a tremendous amount of preparation and pushing of research and work and classes and all kinds of things in undergrad. Like you basically want to have a lot of... uh, You want to make a pretty good case, build a really good case for getting into grad school. And even then, you might have trouble as an international student. So you're right. If you read my book, you saw that I uh, had quite a bit of a struggle getting into graduate school as an international student. So even till grad school, most of so all of college and most of grad school, I was still an international student. I, I had not become a U.S. citizen. So getting into college, that was as an international student. Getting into grad school, that was as an international student. So there were many opportunities. Like, for example, I can talk about all these things that you can do as an American citizen, but you cannot do as an undergrad person. So, Or or as an international person uh, in your undergrad or grad, for example. For example, the summer REU program research experience for undergrads that is only generally open to domestic students. That is not something that I never could even apply for as a an international student in college. So yes, there are a tremendous number of opportunities that are open only to U.S. citizens, even in something like college, right? And domestic students might not even think about that. They might be surprised on hearing this, which is that even those summer reu programs are only open to uh american citizens so i felt so i came to the u.s in college for college and i definitely felt the difference like you come here for studies you are paying tuition and i'm lucky that my parents were able to pay my tuition in college uh, and we've kind of picked a school with less tuition rather than a lot of tuition um and we 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 did fine, but uh, there's definitely a lot of difficulties. There's definitely a lot of differences between the opportunities available to a domestic American citizen person and a an international. So the summer RU is one of them. And like basically, if summer RUs are not open to internationals, that's actually kind of impeding their progress a little bit because then. Um, you do need, I would say, having research experience is pretty important when getting into uh, grad school. I mean, I'm not saying this is always true. Uh, Plenty of students who uh, don't do research also get into graduate school, and that's a little bit of a different um, track, I would say. Um, And and, and, it, It can work, right, it can work. However, I think having undergraduate research experience makes you greatly much more competitive for getting into graduate school. And as I was saying, it's kind of hard to get into graduate school. So you want to be competitive, um, especially as an international student. Uh, so how do you do that? If they're not letting you do the summer REUs, how you do it is you still can find research experiences. So I did a lot of um, research in my uh, the local school where I was at. So I didn't take part in an REU, but I kind of devised my own research programs and my research uh, projects and sought research advisors who would help me, uh, gu- you know, who would guide me through projects and things like that. So that's what I was doing in college um, and worked very, very hard on that uh, to uh, create a profile that was good enough for getting into graduate school. And even then, I kind of struggled. Uh, and I, I, I applied to 11 grad schools and got into three. So and I'm not saying again, I'm not saying that you're going to have the same problems, because there's other subtleties. For example, knowing people at the graduate programs you're applying to. When you apply really cold, where you didn't know anybody in the department, or you're, one of your professors or research advisors didn't know anybody in that department, then it's really tough then it's like near impossible, because that's how competitive it is. So I would say, so part of my struggles might have been that I was applying to places where I wasn't applying that networking aspect uh, that is very much needed, especially as you go higher and higher and higher in any field, like college to grad school, grad school to postdoc, postdoc to professor, or grad school to an industry job, or industry job to another industry job or industry job to the government like what I did now so I would say definitely implement the networking uh, feature as far as if you're struggling like I did with grad school applications and things like that so I only mentioned that because um, Debashish mentioned that that he too had problems let's see what else he asked so yeah, so main thing that he asked was, he noted that I came to the US as international, so how did I get this job in the Air Force? So so yeah, I came to the US as an inter- international student, I did college, then I did grad school, um, then I uh, got a job at Booz Allen Hamilton, so that's industry, so I went from grad school directly to an industry job, and then I got hired by basically my client, at and Hamilton. So Booz Allen Hamilton is a consulting firm that serves mainly the government, different wings of the government, anything you can think of. And my client was the Air Force and so I made connections in the Air Force and those are the people who hired me for my current job now. So that's basically how it works. And how did I become a US citizen? Because i uh, that's the part where I met my husband in college because I came I guess I mean I came to the country so young, I uh, made friends, I met my husband, Uh, we were together for many years and then we got married and he was a US citizen and uh, I applied for a green card and uh, got citizenship through uh, that marriage and that made me a citizen and I was able to apply to jobs that were citizen only basically right like for example even that first job from academia to industry uh, at booze uh, that consulting job to require that I be a citizen so I was able to do that job because I had already become a citizen I was actually a citizen um, for not that long like I think less than a year when I did get that job so it was like yeah it was kind of uh, interesting because it's not like I've been a citizen for a very long time like I've been in America now for over I came in 2009 so that makes it over 10 years but I have been a citizen for <sighs> less than 3 years I believe I became a citizen in 2018 so I became a citizen I finished grad school so these types of things like you can't always control the timeline of these things either right like it's not like I planned this it just so happened like life took its turns and twists and it so happened that I met someone in college at whom to whom I ended up getting married to uh, which resulted in applying for green card and getting citizenship while I was also going to like college and grad school. And honestly, I didn't even know that I would go into industry. I was um, looking for postdocs and academic positions more than industry um, because that's all I knew how to do. And so this switch going from academia to industry is not something, is another whole topic. Like basically uh, it might not have worked out this way. So part of why, how I, went from uh, international bachelor's student to now in the Air Force is really like just life doing its thing. Um, And me trying to do the best I can and trying to make the best uh, of whatever opportunities I get. But I certainly understand that um, it didn't have to be this way and honestly, uh, yes. In the U.S., there are many, many jobs that are open to only U.S. citizens and there are many, many opportunities that are open only to U.S. citizens and that is generally noticed more by the people who are not citizens because they actually know what they don't... um, Uh, you know, what they're not eligible for. Uh, However, there are also many, many opportunities that are open to everybody. So if I didn't have, so like even in grad school, right, I entered as an international student. I didn't need to be a U.S. citizen to go to Ohio State University. I got accepted as an international student. They actually didn't even invite me to the open house because they thought I was international. Like they, I ended up in the international pile, even though I was in the US physically. Um, And so I invited myself and that's how I... So I do push for opportunities. I would say having an attitude to push for opportunities, which is something immigrants are... I think they have to do that and they naturally do that quite well. uh, That definitely opens up a lot of opportunities. And I didn't have to do a job that required citizenship. It was just that I had citizenship at that point and decided to give it a go and I had applied to postdocs and I got postdocs so I could have done a postdoc and just remained like did, it wouldn't have mattered if I had the citizenship or not uh, for the first few years like after you get a green card you can actually work in the U.S. outside of school like before that I, I had a student visa and I could only work part-time or something on campus there's no like work permit you're not allowed to work in the U.S. I mean, like, you're allowed to work and you pay taxes on, like, the work you might do as a student. But, like, you can't just go work at a McDonald's or a Costco or something. You know what I mean? Which is, yeah, that's a pretty big deal to Americans. Americans uh, start working pretty early on. So whenever I have to explain this, they're surprised. But no, when you come here on a visa, you really have a lot of restrictions on being able to work which is a huge bummer. So it was nice to know that I had this green card and I could go out and do a job but I was also finishing grad school so I didn't really take advantage of the fact that I had a green card um, for a while and then when I was finishing up grad school or hoping to finish up grad school, you never know you're finishing until it's actually done. (laughs) But anyway, um, I was applying to jobs and some of Most of them, I would say, did not require citizenship. I just kind of thought I got referred for the job at Booze through a friend that I knew in grad school. And I got the job, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it. Like, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to figure out what this doing industry thing is. And I'm just going to take a leap and do this. And that job led to my current job in the Air Force. So you never know where you end up. Like I was going from academia to consulting and then I was consulting for the Air Force and then the Air Force decided to hire me directly as a civilian employee and that's how I ended up in my current role which I feel quite lucky about actually because uh, I mean not everybody... Has the chance to be a government employee there are a lot of benefits perks i think i don 't know i'm new to it uh, but definitely it 's an opportunity um, that is quite unique and uh, rare I would say uh, there are limited number of spots uh, to do this kind of job and therefore i I, I do feel fortunate but that 's the story um that's how it's a it's a huge journey it's really not a script uh that one can just follow it's kind of like just a life thing i came when i was 18 years old now i'm 30 and here we go like i did thing after thing after thing after thing and um ended up in the air force uh which i'm happy about so thank you so much for the question hopefully this (laughs) podcast episode recorded properly. Um, I know my Google Doc kind of gave up because I guess if I switch the window or something, it doesn't work anymore. Um, But I will publish um, this little chat on my podcast. Uh, I will publish this live and I will give you the link so you can actually listen to it or watch it in your own time. and my podcast, I will mention, is on every platform imaginable, <laughs> which I'm also happy about because um, I-, I like how nicely we can distribute these days, like content of all type, all types. So this podcast, see, I'm recording um, on my phone, just on Anchor, on this app called Anchor, and it gets distributed to Google Podcast to apple podcast spotify radio public like any platform that you can think of this will get published to like today so i think that's great um, and then of course youtube is youtube youtube is available uh to everybody with the internet for free so the podcast is free please check it out it's called how to phd um by me Andre benerji uh, so please check out my podcast if you can. That would be great. And if you can review it or rate it, that'd be stiller. Because I've been trying to kind of tell people about my podcast because it's like a little bit newer um, than my blog. Uh, more people know about my blog than my podcast. So I really want people to know about the podcast too because the podcast is it's completely free and you can just listen when you have time, when you are doing other things. And um, yeah, there's no ads there's nothing annoying hopefully in there and I can cover whatever topics you want me to cover that's sort of in this um area so yeah hopefully i'll see you at my podcast see you on the podcast uh i'll see you again here on youtube um And I'm also going to publish this in my blog, howtophd.org slash blog. So yeah, I am happy more people are visiting the blog because it's the oldest platform for me. I started the blog in grad school and um, it's uh, doing pretty well. Thank you. So like people visited and stuff. So um, please continue to support the blog as well because I'm very... uh, invested in it. (laughs) So yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Bye.